It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah! Ernest is speaking! Podcast! Let's get it! I'm a giant in New York, in Miami carry heat! So much more in store, my product can flood the street! Opinionation Godfather, CEO! Puff in the late 90s, gonna see me blow! Oh! Got my hustle on, no imitation of that! Army of Untouchables, Opinionation staff! Never an off-season, homie, check the numbers! Heart drop in my own right, supply and southern comfort! Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed! Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble and no threat! See I'm like a hurricane, you're a mild breeze! Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty, shit! Welcome to this from the Ernest Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Krishna and GSCSports.com. Online with me today, I had to call my friend uh, with all this uh, talk all this talk about uh, the Wells Report and Tom Brady's uh, future next season, whether he'll be spending or not. Got to call my little Boston buddy, little Patriot fan, little Patriot homer himself, my buddy Tom. Tom, what's up? What's up, Ernest? Hi. First off, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, like, you know, and you know, dealing with Patriots fans on social media last twenty four hours with this whole situation. You know, they're, they're very obviously they're, they're very defensive. You know, I got one guy on a, on a thread that you know, I just I just told him to quit passing the buck because he was uh, bringing up stuff about Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson. I'm like, quit passing the buck. And he got mad. Oh, you're a Giant fan, of course you be that way. I'm like, dude, you don't even know me. Number one, number two, I support Tom Brady. I'm a biggest Brady fan in the world. Number two, you know, stop passing the buck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I- I'm actually on your side here. <laughs> I'm just saying, quit passing the buck. That's all, you know. But you know, it's funny. Like you and I've been talking about this for a while. Um, back in January, when this first broke, in, you know, after the AFC Championship game, and we were discussing this, and you actually thought there was some, there was actually some validity to the uh, to the uh, charges and to the uh, allegations. And you, you, I remember you tell me back, and you know, you, I'm sure you're going to bring this up, brings up today, that there were two games that happened in up to like four or five years ago. That made you kind of sort of say, "Whoa, hold on a second, this is kind of weird." Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <clears throat> big Patriot fan, man. I'm a big Patriot fan, man. I like to brag about what they do. And uh, what I saw in these two games, specifically one against the Titans in the snow. I'm not sure of the score fifty fifty seven to ten or fifty three to ten. Then the year later, they played the Cardinals at home in the snow. And they won that game 47-3. to I could be mistaken about these uh, right. scores, but it was giant blowouts. And I remember, as a Patriot fan, bragging about these two games after the game to everyone else, all my friends, about how one team looked like they were playing in the snow, Arizona Cardinals, Tennessee Titans, and the other team looked like they were throwing the ball around on a sunny beach day. Uh, this, is, this is what I saw, man. You know, um, it's, just, it's just a... One major difference I see between two teams playing on the same field. 
Now, are the Patriots that much better than these teams? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they are that much better than these teams, but it does leave a little bit of doubt in your mind, you know what I mean, when, when you're hearing these allegations about Brady. And i got to be honest with you, man. When I saw him up there the week of, before the Super Bowl on that podium, he looked real defensive. He looked on his heels. He, he looked, looked shy about what he was going to say. He looked very I, nervous. I, very nervous. And I can tell you, man, just you know, any quarterback would be really particular about his ball. Now, see, what, I, what I'm hoping for as a Patriot fan is people like Brett Farr come out and say, I, yeah, I used to do it. People, people retired quarterbacks. And that's what, I, that's what I would like to hear because I, I believe that it's not just one guy. I believe it's, it's a lot of guys getting the ball the way they like. We hear Aaron Rodgers say he likes it pumped up. And, you know, so when it comes to gaining competitive edge over someone, it depends on who you talk to about what that competitive edge is because one guy likes the ball pumped up, another guy doesn't like them pumped up. You know, so, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's just, there leaves doubt in your mind, you know. And to go back to this Ted Wells report, that yeah. just broke yesterday, and all the language that's used in it, it it's very funny. Don't you agree, Ernest? The, the language in the report is... It, it's hysterical to me, because, like, here it is. I'm, I'm, so I'm looking at a ticker on, you know, on wherever you watch, ESPN, CBS, Fox Sports, whatever you want to call it, you know, and I'm reading, and I'm seeing the report. I'm looking at the... Okay, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't read the entire report, but I, I did get the logistics from people, people who I trust, you know, people in the media who I trust. And to me, all I hear is... We have probable cause, the probability that then not probable that Tom Brady was involved in this. I'm saying, okay, look, I'm not saying he did or didn't do this, but if you're basing an, an investigation and wrapping an investigation with the with the terms probable, then you probably don't have a strong case. Now, I'm not saying that Tom Brady's guilty or not guilty, but to me, you can't you can't linger that word probable out there and things in a stick. And this is why I think that in the case of Tom Brady. I don't even know if, if he if it warrants a suspension. Now, granted, he's going to get suspended. He's going to get penalized for this. Obviously, it's a matter of how many games. But based on probabilities, with there's no smoking gun, you know. Well, there's, there, I, is, I there is no smoking gun here. But what I read on NFL.com, now that you're talking about suspensions and what Brady may face, what I read on NFL.com yesterday is. When you word something more probable than not, that is the league minimum standard for discipline, which is why it was worded like that. So, in my mind, if you're in a court of law based on this report and the evidence they found, you, you have to vote not guilty. You would vote not guilty in a court of law, but this is not. Oh a yeah, court and of this law. is criminality. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. This is this is not a court of law. So. The league has a minimum standard for discipline when it comes to, to uh, investigations like this. And, and what I read on NFL.com, that's the league minimum standard for possible discipline, is to word it like that. That's why the report is worded like that. And again, I, I read what Tom Brady's attorney, I, not again, but I read what Tom Brady's attorney wrote today, and he was, he was talking about probable cause and and how when you hire an investigated firm investigation firm like this they're basically working for that employer who hired them which is why the again we're going back to the league minimum standard for discipline ted wells writes a report based on his what his employer wants that's what's going on here you know and, and the employer wants a minimum for discipline and ted wells i think has given them that honestly I, I, for for league standards for discipline, 
I, I, I guess I, I guess you clear it up for me where there it kind of helps. I, I, but still, I it's one of those things where yesterday, Ernest, we were making fun of it because I, I, I was like, it's more probable than not funny. that aliens exist. Yeah, I was like honestly, what kind of statement is that? But when I got home last night from work and I, I you know, was reading NFL.com, that's what I read, and I was like, oh, now I know why it's worded like that. And I, and I think that kind of gives the NFL the wiggle room to try to, you know, yeah, justify any exactly kind of suspension they give out going forward. Them, yeah, and, and I like what Tom Brady's dad said. He said it's a little oh, his dad went ethered. Like, his dad ethered the entire process. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like what Tom Brady's dad said yesterday. He said, in a normal court of law, you're innocent until proven guilty. This is the opposite. He's actually guilty until proven innocent here. This is the, this is the, this is the court of Roger Goddell. There's, there's no... There's no evidence that says he he did this, but we all know there's a lot of little evidence pointing to him doing this. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm speaking of Tom Brady, and then I hear of other people saying, well, Belichick should miss eight games because of what happened with Sean Payton and the Bounds. No, actually, this report actually exonerates Bill Belichick, if you believe that or not. Exactly. Like, if you're going to use the report to, to, to suspend Brady, then maybe you should use the report to not suspend Belichick because there's no findings here. And the thing with Sean Payne was totally different because he straight up lied to the commissioner's face. Yeah, face I mean, people, yeah, people use that whole Sean Payton and Bounty Gate. The thing is that, yeah, Belichick, Sean Payton... Belichick yeah. says he has no knowledge of this, and the report proves that he has no knowledge of this or exonerates him of knowledge of this, then, then how can he face the suspension is the way I was... Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm most amused with the whole process because of the fact that you know the fan bases. You know, obviously, you know. I mean, I mean, you know this. The Patriots, aren't, the New England Patriots, aren't the most liked team in America. They're not. You know? No, so no, anything, not. So anything that happens on their watch, anything that even is deemed suspect, even if you know, the, the thing is, the burden of proof and and you know margin of error for the Patriots is zero, less than zero. So anything that even remotely sounds like they're cheating, you know, they're, they're not going to get any, uh, you know, any, uh, <laughs> any like slide there. You know, what I mean, they're not going to get any like a. Uh, pardon there, for, for example. So, like, so, like, the fan base... Opinion, so I, absolutely not. And so, I, so I, I can understand why the fan base is get, get really, gets really upset, you know, and starts being very... gets into defensive mode. I totally get that. I mean, like I said, the guy that was on my on the on the Facebook, social media today, um, getting at me about something, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm actually defending you. You need to relax, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think he's suspended, <laughs> you, know, you know, and he's bringing up things that had nothing to do with the process. I'm like, okay, I'm a Giant fan, so what? Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> oh, I got a, I got a, I got a question for a Giants fan from a Patriot fan. Oh God, are you ready for this? Well, 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 well uh, if, if it's a draft question, I'm not answering it. Nope. I'm, 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 no, I'm, no, 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 no. It's a legitimate question from a Patriot fan today to a Giants fan today. You ready for this question? Shoot. All right. Did your boy David Tyree get a hold of one of those flat balls? Whoa! Conspiracy. <laughs> Come on, man! Hey! Seriously? <laughs> hey! 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 It, it wasn't us doing it. I mean, it's, it's the football you couldn't play. <laughs> oh man! I had to well, ask, man. I had to ask. Hey! Hey! If, 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 if it worked out, thank you, thank you, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it got us a ring, another ring. You know? Hey, each team, according to the rules, each team uses their own football. 
That's true. Maybe Eli's uh, maybe, maybe Eli's hanging around with <laughs> some, you know, nah, I don't, I don't I think Eli. Said, I, I believe, not that I believe David Tyree had a fucking flat football, but, or whatever. I, I believe that most quarterbacks will go with the PSI to, to beyond the limits to their specifications. I, I believe a, that happens all over the NFL. Right, what's and so funny with this whole process, though? Out, right. The Colts who happen to get blown out in the regular season alerted the NFL to, to this problem. And, again, if they had a flat ball uh, intercept, I think it was the Quelch Jackson linebacker for the Colts yeah. who intercepted a ball in the regular season game against the Patriots. And he brought it to he, – he's like, hey, this ball's a little flat. What's going on here? You know, like and, – and then they decided to bring that to the the attention of the league. And, uh, you know, that's how it all happened, man. That's, that's, and that's a regular season game in Indianapolis, another blowout, another blowout – in Indianapolis, what I call what dome. I call the Gronk, I call the the Gronk game. Yeah, it's 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 in a dome. It's not outside in the snow, outside in a storm, and and the ball's a little flat there. You know what I mean? And it, that's what I was hoping this investigation would get to. Is is it going on on other games? I guess there's no way to go back and find these balls from other games. You know, I guess there's no way to do it. They just did it at halftime against the Colts in the AFC Championship game. I guess that's the only way to actually get the balls from the Patriots as the game's going on to test you, them. You know what I find you know, fascinating, it, though, it, Tom? You know what I find fascinating, though, is that, and, like, it's funny, I, I didn't even know this PSI thing was actually a rule. You'd think I'd know whole people, but it was, I didn't know it was actually a rule in place, this thing. Um, and uh, it's funny, like, all of a sudden, everybody now in the last four months is, like, an expert in this thing. Like, it's like, wow, yeah. you're an expert now about PSIs <laughs> yeah. now all of a sudden? Everybody knows about airs and balls and stuff? I didn't even know it was a rule either. Huh? I didn't even know it was a rule either. Yeah, but, like, all of a sudden, everybody's an expert. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, yeah, just, you know, yeah, you just throw the balls. Yeah, like, you, like you, co- co- you know, to your fan base now. Like, oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's undeflated. Or you know, look, no, look, unless you are a NFL player and know the process, like Aaron Rodgers likes his balls in like overflated. Apparently, uh, Brady likes his little underflated. You know, and to be honest, I, I don't see the advantage just for Brady. Other, I, I think the advantage of like. Playing in the snow and you know and having that ball like slightly deflated is actually for the running back. Well, I think it's worrisome if that ball was flat that Dequell Jackson or not flat, but you know a little deflated that Dequell Jackson intercepted in a dome. You know what I mean? Like that that would be that would be crazy. You know what I mean? So you tell me wait 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 wait, Tom you tell me that the you told me the 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 original complaint came back as far back as the regular season game they played where yes wow I, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, a lot of, like I'm saying, I'm hearing all these haters and people who really hate the Patriots come out with their arguments, and no one's saying what I'm saying, and I'm a fucking Patriots fan. I think it's funny, you know what I mean? Like, sorry for the language, but I'm just being, you know, I'm being honest, you know? I do like what Scott Hansen said yesterday on NFL Network. Mr. Red Zone himself, yes. Exactly, Mr. Red Zone himself, and he had Willie McGinnis, and I'm not sure the other gentleman's name that he had on the program, but the other gentleman, I don't know this guy's name, I see him all the time, but he had said, um, he said the rules are in place because we've been here before. And then Scott, he goes, so, so you know, the rules are in place for a reason. And this was Scott Hansen's reply, and, I, I, you know, it, it's all a matter of perspective in, in the way I see it. This was his reply, he goes, well, speed limits are also in place, but are we going to incriminate and pull people over for doing two miles, five miles an hour over the speed limit? <laughs> Look, I think this whole thing is all blown. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll put it out there. If you want to call me a, a Tom Brady fanboy, so be it. I think it's all I blown. I think the only I, way it's going to over, overblow is 
because there's so much hate and, and dislike for the Patriots across the world, you know what I mean? I, I believe the only way that's going to happen is if, you know, they, the NFL comes out and says, hey, we cannot do anything, we didn't find anything. And then you start hearing quarterbacks like Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brett Favre, all of them coming out saying, yeah, I might have fucked with the PSI a little bit myself. You know, like, <laughs> that's the only way I can see this just going away. If, if, you know, but with, with all the, the resentment towards the Patriots and, and everyone, you know, everyone just gets beat down by them every year. And if you're a, a person who got beat down by them, you're, you're, you're looking at them saying, hey, was it a fair game? Was it, was it legitimate? Did it, did it, are they really that much better than us? You know, and I feel for those people who have taken defeats and big defeats at the hands of the Patriots. Of course, they've had their own defeats. You know what I mean? So I don't feel bad for them at all. Maybe 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 I'm I, maybe I'm speaking from a, from a, a you know a giant fan because I've actually had an opportunity to, to to you know my team best you guys twice in the Super Bowl but you know maybe 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 it's more comfort on my end saying that but no I mean the Patriots are what they're the best dynasty you've seen since the arguably the Niners in the in the eighties and nineties I think it's probably even better if you consider the fact they've had the same coach and quarterback in, in fifteen years I mean you can't argue that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and I think what, what annoyed me too is all these little rookie journalists yesterday, you know, not even a full hour after this whole thing got dropped. You see on Bleach Report, all these rookie journalists, oh, Tom Brady's legacy is over, it's tainted. I'm like, get the uh, hell yeah. out of here. You know what, that's someone's perspective. They're entitled to that perspective. No, they, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm entitled to call, call him an idiot. You know, and I, I read something from a Dolphins fan today on Facebook that I was shocked. <laughs> Honestly. What, happened, what, really? What did they say? He got right. Someone got on there because there was um, a uh, a Finstones uh, yeah. post, and it's it's a you know it's a negative towards the Patriots, real positive towards the Dolphins. But one guy got on there, and I was reading. He says, he says, who cares about the Patriots? He goes, anyone wants to give them an asterisk for this latest Super Bowl because it's a complete fucking moron. He goes, the, the halftime score of that game was seventeen to seven, and they won the game forty seven to seven. They get, they took the balls away at halftime. The deflated balls. New England played with legitimate balls in the second half of the Colts game and legitimate balls against the Seahawks. You know what I mean? There was no questioning about that at all. And, and you know what I mean with the legitimate right. balls. So you can't. I don't think you can put an asterisk next to this no. Super Bowl. No, no, you know, no. I'm not about to do that. That's what everyone's saying. I, I, I believe, I'm a New England fan. I believe Tom Brady's lying. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I believe. I believe he knows what he's doing. Here's, here's the thing, though, but too. I don't that, think you can put an asterisk next to that. No, no. I, I was. And I, I wasn't even one of those that said that. You know, seven when 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 Spygate happened. I wasn't one of those. I I, I never believed that stuff. But I, I think you know. Asterisk thing. Look, it, it happened. You, you you can't reverse history. Uh, look, if you're gonna put asterisk and 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 delete what happened, then give my damn money back. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, like, like. If, if you're gonna start talking, like, like, for example, Super Bowl 30, 36, 37 when you meet St. Louis. Let's say I went to the Super Bowl that year, and now all of a sudden they they say, "Oh, we're gonna delete that Super Bowl because they, they cheated." Well, delete my money back then. Delete delete that too. The main account because you still made money yeah. off that Super Bowl. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I don't know, man. I, I I've never got, I've never been big on that stuff. I think teams always look for an edge going, you know, when it comes to anything. And I, I honestly don't have a problem with that necessarily, man. I don't. You know, I, I think, I think as long as you're, you're within the rules, there's always room to actually get an edge. You know, look, if you're not, <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not saying I'm cheating, 
if you're not trying to get an edge, you're not you're not trying hard enough. Seriously, that's just my opinion. I, that's why I, I always embraced the Raider way back in the seventies. You know, like they they stickums and all that stuff. I look, they didn't stop. They, look, they didn't they didn't. Uh, I've seen I've seen a then. lot of shady stuff, man, over the years in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. There's a YouTube video posted about that Seahawks Forty ers NFC Championship game from a few years ago, yeah. and this guy points out so many discrepancies throughout the game: time missing from the clock, time added to the clock. Downs missing, uh, timeouts given, like not used when they used the timeout, it wasn't taken from them. Like, there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on that the general public just doesn't really realize. They're listening to the commentator on the game, they're not really paying attention, they're watching their fantasy stud over here. No, that's, and, that's, that's definitely you, know, you. That's definitely you. Your fantasy stuff, that's definitely you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and majority of the public, you know, doesn't see these underlying things. And, and everything I watched on that YouTube video was legitimate that that kid pointed out. You know, and I haven't heard media or anyone talk about that game at all. You know, and I saw a lot of funny stuff on that video that the kid points out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. This is Greg Smith, Big Ten college football writer for FoxSports.com, and you're tuned in to the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. What's your uh, thoughts of the playoffs for? You like to join the playoffs? The NBA playoffs? I'm sorry? You enjoying the NBA playoffs? Yeah, the NBA, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that Memphis, that, dude, that Memphis Golden State Series is going to be awesome. I think Memphis has the tools to possibly hurt Golden State. You said that, it, too, it, before. You said it. It's it, the makeup of the team. You know what I mean? It's like Golden State plays small ball. They're shooters. <laughs> Tony Allen, Mike Conley made it real tough for uh, Curry and Thompson the other night. Uh, to get clean shots off, and as long as they do that, you know, I, I, they're going to have a chance because of the size down low, and and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a hell of a series, man. I, I think I think Golden State is playing the one team. You know, everyone talks about the Spurs, but I, you know, the one team that's left that can hurt them. I, I believe they, that that's who they're playing right now. It's going it's going to be an amazing series. I, I six at least six games for sure. Um, either way. Well, it's funny, like I mean, you know, we watched, right? Like game, like game two, like, like I look, and I'll admit, I was one of those people that thought, you know, because the Conley injury too, especially, you know, and Memphis needs all hands in, and they don't have like great perimeter shooting. I just thought, like, and the way they, the yeah, wall. they don't have the shooting, and the way they looked in game but, one. 
But, you know, if Memphis is locked in, man, and if they really want to, they could take out a game, defensively speaking. And having Connolly, who's also a good defender, too, it gives that team a lot of flexibility to uh, try different matchups. You know, Tony Allen took out both Clay Thompson and Steph Curry out that game. Yeah. Both of them. You know, they, they, he made, like, even Curry, Curry had 19 points in the game, but he had to work hard for those 19 points. I mean, he wasn't efficient at all. I mean, Clay Thompson, he was so frustrated, he didn't even talk to the media after the game. That's how bad it was. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I watch I watch a lot of B ball and, and, and there were times in that game in game two where I thought Tony Allen was actually slacking off a bit on defense. And really? he was still able to Yeah, like once his man passes the ball, the guy he's guarding passes the ball to someone else, he kinda relaxes and then I see Clay Thompson kinda drift away from him. You know what I mean? And and he's able to get back and make the play. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, if he doesn't relax like, how much harder would that really be for Clay Thompson? You know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, he shot him down the other night when he was relaxing in certain situations. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, a lot of things, a lot of things aligned for that team. Like, first of all, I didn't think Michael Conley had the, would have the effect as he did in that game. I mean, the fact that he scored 22 points in that game, 23 points in that game, whatever it was, um, to me was amazing. Not, not just him being there. I think him being there was an emotional lift for the team. And I think also, you know, Zebo in the fourth quarter was unstoppable. Yeah, like, he is not the best three-point shooter in the league, Mike Conley. He's far from it. And he had a really good game the other night. You know, I'm not sure that's going to be the everyday normal. I own Conley in two fantasy leagues this year. I know exactly <laughs> what to expect from him. And I, I don't think that that's going to be the norm for him. He's a great player, but he, does, he doesn't hit threes like that in left no. and right like he was that night. So no, I, 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 I mean there, there were a few outliers in that game, but I, I think Memphis has the like you said has the, has the formula to change the game. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, I think Game Three is a must win for Memphis. I think if you win Game Three, and I know you like discussed last night, like I think you know oh you still win Game Four. No, I think if they win Game Three, they're not putting Golden State in a, in a position they've never been before. Behind the series, facing adversity, you know, and momentum. I think the momentum will be stronger for Memphis going to Game 4 if they win Game 3. That's why I think Game 3 is a must-win for, for the Grizzlies. Game 3 is going to be amazing. I, I can't wait to see what Steve Kerr adjusts. You know, these seven-game series are all about adjustments. And obviously, yeah. Memphis made the correct adjustments. Now, let's see if Kerr can make the correct adjustments. They're, they're you know, like, this, this is his first test as a head coach. You know what I mean? To see right. if he can, he can do this. There were a lot of is critics. He as good though. as we all think he is. We'll find out well, in game we'll f- three. Yeah, we know. But, but you, you, what I find fascinating, though, like one loss, like one loss on Tuesday night. Like there were a lot of critics of Steve Kerr after Tuesday night. I, I, don't, I don't get it. One, it's just one loss. <laughs> well, I, 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 I know he's got a lot. Overreaction Tuesday, man. Realm over there. Was that? He's got a lot of help in the assistant coach realm in Golden State. Elvin right, Gentry's yeah. been in the NBA coaching. For I can't tell you how long. Yeah, I met him. I met him. I met him actually when he was the Heat assistant, actually the Heat interim coach. uh, Back before. Yeah. 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 Good guy, man. Smart guy. Great guy. Nice guy. Well dressed. (laughs) Yeah. Well dressed. Well dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. I. I I think this series can go seven games. I think. I think if if Memphis keeps that momentum going and if they if they pound that ball. Into to Zebo and slow the game down. I, I was saying the series, Memphis' only chance winning the series was to, was to cut possessions down. You know, yeah. if you lessen possessions and run that shot clock down on every possession and wear out Golden State and put that ball in the in the paint and let Gasol and Zebo do their work, which then the fourth quarter, you no, know, I think that's their chance. That that's that's their ticket into the conference finals. You know, I mean, goals is great, but they're not invincible. Oh, 
I got. I mean, I got to give some credit to Draymond Green because he is he is at times handling his own very well against Randolph and Gasol. And yeah, but but, 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 that will, but, but that will but that will wear. But the thing is, though, he's human. He that he'll you keep doing that, he'll he will wear down. Yeah. Well, to, to go back to what you were saying about grinding down that shot clock, there was a few possessions I saw where they had Gasol in position perfectly on Draymond Green and it, with a beautiful angle to the hoop. And at that point, you've got to take it. You know, and that's, that's, so sometimes grinding down the shot clock is, um, you know, wasn't in their best interest because of that. Um, there, there was a few times where I saw Gasol, they just kicked it down because he had amazing low post position on him and a quick hook shot, possessions over, easy two points. Yeah. Um, what'd you make of the Houston series, though? Houston Clippers. I mean, if you told me going into the series that not, you, you're not going to have Chris Paul and yet you'll come out of Houston with a split and honestly you could be up 2 0, um, basically outplaying Houston pretty much every quarter but one in the series, I, I would say that that's a victory in itself. Yeah. I, I, I'd like the Clippers in, in six or seven, to be honest with you. Um, I would not be surprised if Houston does win the series. At all, um, Josh Smith is very bad. <laughs> uh, but at times, he's he's terrible. But there, he does have some flashes of of greatness from here and there. And if he's able to put that together in game six and seven, as a, as opposed to just launching bricks like I see the guy do, uh, then they then they, they they have a shot to win the series. I, I believe they do have a shot to win the series too. But I, only because I don't know the Clippers. I mean, they like you said, they have grown up. You know when they when they when they, that seven game series against the Spurs and we've seen that they grown that that series was so close they could have played thirty one games or twenty one games that don't matter and, and and one of those teams would have won by one game I believe. <laughs> yeah. I, I I said it you know and I haven't had to do a pod since uh, last week I was in New York last weekend so I haven't had to really do much this week but I thought game six last week against uh, San Antonio that being down three two they grew up. Because I mean, the fact that you can, you can walk in San Antonio, win two road games as a champs, you know, and then win Game Seven. In, 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 and by the way, San Antonio, it was like, it was like San Antonio played bad in that series. They, they played great. They did their thing. It's just that the Clippers finally said, "Hey, guess what? We're pretty talented, also too. Let's raise our level of intensity and see what we can get here." And they did that. Well, I could be, I could tell you, man, from my take, um, a couple of those games that the Spurs lost, they were down by six, seven, eight points with two minutes ago, mm-hmm. and I watched them panic. I, I watched them play panic ball, not Spurs basketball, and they came up on the short end of, that, of those games. Um, I don't know why their system disappeared inside inside two and three minutes when they're, when they're trailing by six, seven, eight points. I, I don't know why that happened, but mm-hmm. I watched them play panic ball. I don't think the Spurs played that well in the games that they lost down the stretch at all. I watched them block shots without hitting open shooters, uh, Kawhi Leonard coming down, not even off a screen, taking his man one-on-one, launching a shot early in the shot clock. Um, I, I don't know if that's what Greg Popovich does when he's down by six, seven, eight points inside two or three minutes. Um, quick shots in the shot clock maybe is, is the only thing I'm thinking, but I watched them play panic ball. Yeah, a little bit of that. I mean, Spurs always has one bad game in the series. I mean... I that was game, game one. I think that, that was game, game one. That was game one. Yeah, was game one. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. Um, but I feel like, you know, here's one thing I will say about San Antonio, and this is why I think this is where it comes kind of kind of weird, because, like, 
Tony Parker was Tony Parker did, did not look like Tony Parker in that series. And I think if Tony Parker was healthy in that series, and you got at least one extra good game of Tony Parker in that series, they win that series in six games. Yeah, his, he's a different player when he's 100% healthy. I mean, he's, oh my God, he's yes. one of the best in the league when he's 100% healthy, and that's, that's been a little while since that's happened. And, I, and I'm pretty intrigued too about San Antonio, what direction they're going, because like you know, obviously Tim Duncan, you know, he's he's he can, he, you know, obviously he might retire, he may not retire. I think he comes back. What do you what do you do with Manu? You get re up Kawhi. You know, you have uh, options of pumping in Aldridge and Orgasol in there. I think San Antonio is, is a team right now in transition right now, and you know, it's funny. Like I th- I just think San Antonio, you know, how they do this whole you know this thing every year is just, it's amazing to me, but. I'm really curious. I, I think San Antonio has, to be, has now become the most interesting team of, of the summer by losing the series early. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens to them. You know, their uh, championship pedigree. and I, I actually view the Spurs as the Patriots of the NBA. Honestly, oh, yeah, me too. The, Patriots. <laughs> the same yeah. kind of team. They, they just get it done. Nothing too flashy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, hey, they, 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 they cheat too. Remember, they, they, the AC, AC game last year. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was too easy. It's good basketball. Um, yeah, being played today in the NBA, it's just, it's a whole brand new ball game, man. The way that, the way that Golden State plays, and you mentioned to me earlier that Houston's launching all these shots, and I was like, hey, it's a new NBA. It's how it's being done these days. Memphis can play, can plays completely different than these teams. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're more traditional with a point guard, power forward, a, a real true power forward, a real true center, a really good defensive three. You know, they, they have a, a really good traditional style NBA team. And Golden State is doing what's new, and it's, it's just, I, I, man, we're watching the best basketball of the year right now, Ernest. <laughs> I, I, I think basketball right now, I think the NBA in general is, is, is in, in its best place it's been in 20 years. Absolutely. And I, I, I think it's funny that we're not even discussing the East right now. <laughs> it's funny. Well, I, I, well, oh, that's gonna get there in a second. Um, um, are, are you excited but about coming? No bad teams left. You know, it's all it's from mm-hmm. here on out. I, I feel like it's all entertaining basketball. You know, I agree Pretty with much. you. I agree with you. Um, There's no crap teams. We got the Celtics out of there. You know, they're gone. Got all the. Oh, stop that! And they, 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 they go trolling and trolling. This, oh, they go. <laughs> uh, I thought it was fun this year. I, I mean, hey, it's what it is. Um, um. So, are you excited about Kevin Love possibly coming to Boston next year? Do you want Kevin Love next year? No, no, I do not. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what I want. I'm reading about it almost every day. Danny Ainge wants him. I've been reading about it for years. Demarcus Cousins. I don't think he's going to get him. I don't think the Celtics quite have the assets. I don't know. They got draft picks. They got a lot of draft picks. That's who I want, man. That's that's the dude. That's the dude. He's young. He, I, I believe he is the best center in the NBA today. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone knows what DeMarcus Cousins does on a nightly basis when he's in there, but he's an animal, a complete animal, two block shots, two steals, guaranteed 12 rebounds, guaranteed 20-something points. The guy is amazing. The guy is I, he's, I think he's, he's second to none for me right now in the NBA. I think if he goes if he goes to Boston, I think they will love him. They, they, I mean, they're going to love Demarcus Cousins in Boston. I, I, I mean, love I'm him. At, I'm at, we already got Isaiah Thomas on the on the roster who he played well with in in, in Sacramento earlier this year or last year. I'm sorry, they played together mm-hmm. last year. Right. And, and Isaiah fit real well with the Cousins. Real well, and that, I would love I think, to see her, see them reunited in Boston. I think no the Marcus and I think the Marcus in Boston would be a great fit, man. Just the city. Forget the basketball club. This, this, this like him playing in that city and then the energy and, and and just I dude. I think I think the worship there would be it would be 
phenomenal. I mean, Kevin Love, obviously, you, you, you bring him to Boston. Yeah, the Larry Bird comparisons, and yeah, you like him. But I, I, I think DeMarcus Cousins, man, I think if you put him in Boston, man, I, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, gritty, grimy type of player. You know, he's, he's, he's a beast with a soft touch. He's a rare person, no doubt. Yeah, and I, and I, I think Brad Stevens could do a lot with him. I think Brad Stevens can, can get him to be focused. By the way, Brad Stevens right now is a top seven, eight coach in the league right now. Yeah, he's amazing. I love Brad Stevens. I'm, I'm very happy about having him. You I, guys go right You guys go in the right direction, man. You guys go in the right direction. I, I told you, I mean, I remember when you were like, ah, remember you were saying, oh, I don't want, I don't want to make the playoffs, but now they made it. You have, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. What's that? It, it is funny. You said we're going the right direction. You're absolutely right. When you're when you're on the bottom, there's nowhere else for you to go but up. But at this point, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I, I don't see how much more they can improve with the team they have right now if they don't go get some good free agents. Well, and I'm going to pluralize. But but I, I think there's something. But but Tom, I think something to be said though about like you know a team of young cats, these young kids on on this team. Making the playoffs, getting their feet wet. There's something to that. I think. I think Absolutely. now that they've been yeah. there for it, and and look, and, dude, they they were frisky against Cleveland. They, it was like Cleveland blew on the build out of the building. They were frisky. They they hung, they hung around these games. I mean, obviously they don't have the top tier talent to to hang with LeBron and company. But geez, I mean, they were in these games. You and I, well, listen, man. You and I both know defense wins championships. That current roster they have is one of the worst defensively. They cannot win with the roster they have right now because of that. Kelly Olynyk. Cannot play defense. Jared Sullinger is a lazy piece of shit on defense. <laughs> you know, Isaiah, what's he going to do on defense? He's the littlest guy in the NBA. Evan Turner is pretty solid, but he, you know, yeah. besides Bradley and Smart, what they have nothing else on defense. And, and Bradley and Smart, they're, but they're, they're okay but defenders. The thing, they're better is, than average defenders, well, this, this, but that's all I'm going to give well, them. This is the thing, though. Once again, and, and it, it goes back to DeMarcus Cousins thing. Like, if you want DeMarcus Cousins. Absolutely. Now these guys, now these guys play on 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 a big stage, you know, in the playoffs, whatnot. These there's some trade bait here now for Celtics. They, they could package a deal with maybe with some picks and maybe move uh, maybe move a, a Evan Turner or whatever to Sacramento. I mean, there's there's pieces here they can move to bring into Marcus Cousins I, if they wanted to. I think. I I really don't see it that way. I don't think there is pieces. Um, however, the only thing that I, I can see Demarcus. The owner of the Sacramento Kings is a businessman. This guy is a businessman, and it's—I don't think he's a moron at all. And I'm sure he knows what he has in Demarcus Cousins, without a doubt. Um, the only way I can see him trading Demarcus Cousins is is from the business side of the of the NBA, and, and maybe Ains can attack that in him and 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 make that happen. But I, I really, with all the draft picks we got and, and the current roster we have. There's nothing I would take for DeMarcus Cousins if I'm Sacramento. Nothing from from the Celtics. They can give me six, eight draft picks. Edmund Turner, Jared, so I probably still wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, so you said okay, so you said that you don't want Kevin Love. We got a no. we, we got a report from Adrian Rosnowski yesterday on Yahoo that uh, um, the, the the Cleveland Cavaliers are actually legitimately scared and concerned that they're going to lose him at the end of the year. Do you think he leaves? Um, I, I think it would be best for Kevin Love if he does leave. I think it would be best for the Cleveland Cavs if he does leave. I, I don't think uh, paying someone $25 million for him to do what he did this year is worth it. When you can split $25 million up and go get four or five really nice role players like in Evan Turner. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
as opposed to having, and you can you can get the rebounding done with Tristan Thompson. It, it, that's that's very real, and Tristan Thompson's capable of playing 35, 38 minutes a game. The only thing he doesn't do that Kevin Love does is spread the floor. That's the only thing. I, maybe that's what Cleveland wants to do with their power forward is a stretch forward to open it up for Kyrie and LeBron. But honestly, I, I don't believe you need to pay someone $25 million to do what he does when you can split that money up and go get some key role players and make your team deep. I believe that's the way to win a championship. I think San Antonio kind of – I think San Antonio is kind of sort of like uh, sort of dynamic now that, you know, you don't need to, to, to this, uh, you know – if you build a team from like from one through twelve, you know the roster and mm-hmm. build quality guys around, you know top tier guys, but not have to overspend on on guys, you know on three guys only. I think you know they they've shown that even, even Golden State to lesser degree have shown that you know depth is important. I, I look, I think you know this whole thing about Kevin Love having a bad year. I think it's stupid. He he actually had a good year considering the you know the the touches he gets. Seventeen ten, seventeen eleven in the game is is for number three guys is awesome. Okay, number one, but. The major, I think, what's being lost in the shuffle here with the Kevin Love narrative is not so much the fact that does it fit. It does fit Cleveland, but does Kevin Love want it to fit going forward? I don't think Kevin Love is happy with the situation. I think the Cavaliers are happy with the situation because because he's doing what, what they what they want him to do. But I don't think Kevin Love is happy himself what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think That's he was happy side. himself. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it is it is difficult to go from the situation he had in Minnesota to go to the situation in Cleveland where, where you're the man in Minnesota and there's they're just going to hand you the ball and expect you to get it done. And then when you go to Cleveland, you're like third option. You know, that, that's something that yep. is to, it's hard to adjust to in those situations for sure, which is why I can see him, you know, why he might not have been happy. But Makes you, makes you appreciate Chris Bosh, huh? <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, and it's funny that like, people will say, you know, you know, when when Bosch came on those comments after, you know, when after post LeBron he goes to Comb and Kevin Love is signed, whatever, and they ask Chris Bosch at training camp, you know, about Kevin Love and and Chris Bosch always very honest, always very candid, says, you know, that the transition is not going to be very easy. It's going to be very hard at times, and you have to you have to deal with the situation as as is. And people thought Kev, Chris Bosch was, was was being sour grapes there. No, Chris Bosch was actually correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, honestly, I, I, again, I, I think they had, you know, Chris Bosh, sorry, language again, but they had, okay. they, they tried <laughs> to make Chris. him a stretch forward to compliment LeBron a little better. And he did it. I don't and think they should have done that with Chris Bosh. His game as a mid-range, mid-range power four was amazing. And to take him away from what he does so well, but I think well, he still, did it. Well, he's, still good, he's, still good he's still a good mid-range guy, though, now. I, I, actually, I think they did him a favor because now look at, look, look at Bosh now. Now, I think Chris Bosh... from 10 to 12 feet. You, he's unguardable from 10 to 12 feet. I'm talking Chris Bosh. Right. Unguardable. The thing is now, Chris Bosh, now, now, he, now he has range. He actually has... I think by him playing the outside now, he's actually giving him a long... A long his career to be... To be elongated now because of that, because now he can do the dirt thing. I don't think you have to worry about that with Chris Bosh. He was never a banger like a KG. Never. never totally different kind of player. Right. I don't think you have to worry about that. I, I, his health right now is something different than you know what you're talking about. Right. I, I think by him playing on the outside stretch four now, and having a Hassan wide side in the middle now, gives him reason to play, that, play the stretch four. I think now Chris Bosh can, can play another eight years, seven, eight years like Dirk is. Yeah. You know, so and I'm going to go uh, out on a limb and say it's absolutely ridiculous that the Miami Heat are going to have a higher pick than the Boston Celtics next year. 
Hey, you should you should have stopped winning games. You should you should, you should terrible man. Well, terrible. you should have tanked it. Well, you should have tanked it. The way I see it, we should have started trying to win games in the beginning of the season. It seems like they were just handing games away in the beginning, and then in the end, they were like, "Oh, we can actually make the playoffs. Let's go well, after it." Well, and Tom, then they you, went after well, it. Well, Tom, you know the Heat try try to win. I mean, look, they trade for Gordon Drogic in the middle of the year. I mean, if 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 Chris Bosh does not get you know have his health issues and. McRoberts' injury, and obviously Wade had some injury issues early in the year, throughout the year. The Heat's probably a five seed in the East. Given how bad Washington played down the stretch, this will tell him that he could have kind of caught a fifth seed in the East. Yeah, well, expecting Wade to have a healthy Wade for the entire year is, is I mean. Well, this is why I think what, the, the one thing they need, to, they need to address this summer is getting him a, a actual backup. You know, the, you know, Mario Chalmers was not going to work out with that. You know, I, him, him, him play a six-man role, which I think he did well in stretches, though. But they need, they need to get Wade in a, a legitimate uh, uh, six-man on a legitimate wing guy behind him. That why not? Yeah, way. why not? Why not bring him off the bench, limit his minutes? But again, he's in the game. I, I see what you see what Atlanta does with Al Horford. Mm-hmm. They take him out of the game in like four or five minutes. And and then they bring him back in with two minutes to go in the first quarter, and he plays the couple last minutes of the first quarter, and then he's into the second quarter. You know what I mean? The way they, they use him, you know, I don't know why you couldn't use a Dwayne Wade. Like, well, they, 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 actually did, they actually did the first early, early in the year they did that. They actually monitored his minutes. But when the injuries piled on, look, dude, we were dressing, we were dressing D-leaguers. Yeah, last I know, months, Henry Walker and Michael Beasley from China, and 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 you know all these that's guys. That's because I mean, of the money you spent over the last couple of years trying to win those championships. That's the reason why you had D leaguers on the court. This right, year. right, right, and and the, 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 this injury. You know, your team you know, would have been better this year down the stretch, but again, you have championships, so that's that's you know. Hey, look, it, well, yeah, I'm not gonna trade. Look, the, those last four years are, are amazing. You know, I'm yeah, always grateful. Championships for for to not have D league players this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and we got a bright future ahead of us too. It's a bright future ahead of Miami. So, but see, some of those D leaguers can be some of the most competitive people on the court because well, that's they, they, and that's why I like. Yeah, they I, want I, their job, man. They want they, that job. They, that's why I think there's value there in D leaguers. That's why I think there's a yeah. lot of value there because of that. I agree with him. I'm so happy they started that league years back. You know what I mean? It, it's I think it's made the NBA a lot better. Right. All right, Tom. Thank you. Alrighty, my man.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.